Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. So last week, we talked about the dragon. We know who the dragon is, okay? That's Satan. So in your mind, you're going, okay, so the dragon is Satan. And then we learned that the Antichrist is now on the earth. So you have the dragon and you have the Antichrist. You guys with me? Okay, so the dragon is going to give all the power he has and his authority to the Antichrist. Okay, so evil is going to get, I mean, immensely worse in the world. And John, if you remember, John sees the beast coming out of the sea. Now, remember this beast in all its wickedness is in fact going to be poured into the Antichrist. Now, here's what you need to understand. He's going to set up his political system. Okay? Politic. Wait a minute. Well, we've seen, guys, in our world, it's just been crazy. Okay? It's been crazy. Never in the history. Okay, so... So let's just say, um, let's just say that, that, um, our, uh, voting process, let's say that there were some flaws to it. Let me see if I can say it that way. Let's just say that it wasn't necessary. Let's just say, okay? Let's just say. You know that that's never happened, that if, that if they were, the votes were fraudulent or there was something wrong with the voting system or whatever it might be. We don't have anything in place because that's never happened before. We all, okay, so what happens? I don't know. Dude, what do we do? We don't know because we never thought this. We never thought man could do that. Well, he's going to come, guys, and set up his awful political system. But you go, well, who, what's he like? Like, like, what should I look for? Well, you're going to see that we shouldn't, Robert, look for the Antichrist. We should look for Jesus Christ. But let me just, okay, okay, uh, let me, let me play for a minute, okay? He's going to have, think about this guy. He's going to have the charisma of a John F. Kennedy, okay? He's going to have that, ooh, he's going to, he's going to have the oral skill. I mean, he's going to be able, you talk about gifted order, okay? Basically, his oral skills are going to be that of a Winston Churchill, okay? So now you've got this man who's just charisma. He's, wow, okay? He can speak, but he's also got the determination of a Joseph Stalin. So what he's going to go after, he will get. Okay? He's going to have the vision of a Karl Marx, the respectability of a Gandhi, the military proudness of a Douglas MacArthur. So he'll know all of this stuff, but still be charmful like real Rogers. This is who, this is who it's going to be. Well, now here's what you need to understand. Ever since we were growing up, we were talked about a devil that had horns, a pitchfork, and, right, a red and a, and a pitch tail, right? That's, that's the devil. You know, we would do this stuff. That's not who he's going to be. He's going to come in because Jesus told us, don't be deceived. Okay? Don't look at the outward. This guy's going to be, can you imagine the internet, Instagram, all of this stuff is going to be flooded with this guy, and the world's going to go, wow. Wow. You see, he's going to, the, the world is going to be won over by his charm, his ideas. He's going to come on the scene. Why would he come on the scene, Miss Eva? I'll tell you why. Because there's going to be some economical trouble 
these economically troubling times, if you will, and it's likely going to be induced by the rapture of the church. Okay? Why? Because what will happen is that every one of us who've given our lives to the Lord, if we're raptured, okay, can I get an amen? We're out of here. But think about this. Your jobs, the bills that you have, your car payments, all of that is just going to... Your house, these aren't going to be paid. So economically, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And so it's like, wow. And he's going, okay, everybody. Now, not to mention all, all of the, but, but let me get into it, okay? Um, let me give you some background, okay, where we are in the tribulation. Now, guys, put your thinking caps on, okay? Because Daniel, the book of Daniel, Old Testament, actually told us what was happening in Daniel's 70th week. A time where God deals with Israel. Guys, this is a seven-year period. Okay? This is one seven-year period left. Now, the Bible says that we're waiting for the last Gentile to get saved. And when that happens, we're out of here. Okay? So each week, when somebody gets saved, when somebody responds to Christ, is that it, Lord? And we're excited. Because that might be time for us to go home. Now, you go, well, what happened? Well, it's the harpazo, the rapture of the church. Now, listen to me. There are a lot of folks, there are a lot of churches, there are a lot of pastors, in quotes, that don't believe there's going to be a rapture. They believe, and they'll preach, and they'll post on Facebook that we're going to go through the tribulation, and all of that's a bunch of bunk, and that we should study the Bible. Okay? Well, I've studied the Bible. I've looked at the Greek words. I've, I've heard people. It's harpazo. It's a catching away. We're going to be raptured. We're going to be out of here. What happens during that time is think about this. Okay, Miss Yvonne is driving the car. She's on her way to work. She has her coffee. Got to have her coffee. Amen. She's singing. She's worshiping God. Rapture takes place. What do you think is going to happen to the car? It's not just going to stop. It's going to swerve off. And you guys understand, there's going to be probably hundreds of thousands of people killed based just because of that. Okay? I mean, just think of the rioting. Think of the looting. Think of all of that's going to happen. And the world has just gone crazy. So that's what happens. But then what happens, guys, is we see that the world is in chaos. It's in confusion. People are locking their doors. They're not going anywhere. Okay? And what God does is he starts the prophetic time clock and he starts to deal with the world. We see his judgments. You go, what are they? Remember, there were seven sealed judgments of wrath. Seven seals. Okay, not like the seal that goes, oh, oh, you know, not that. They're, they're sealed judgments. Like what? Well, the first one is, okay, is the false Christ. There's going to be a false Christ coming. And they're going to try to deceive the nations. Okay? Now, Listen. This is the analogy that came to my mind, so please forgive me. If you were going to go into schoolyard in elementary and you were going to go in a fight, which we often did, okay? They, they called me a name and said, so we're, we're, we're ready to fight. Okay, we're ready to fight. But what happens was, is when you're, when you're blindsided and you don't know that there's a fight and you get hit, that's a lot different, okay? Okay, so what do you mean? Well, there was one time we had a basketball game, me and all of my friends against another team and their friends, and it was outside, and it was all of that stuff, and it got a little heated, and as my friend was running down, one of the guys came around from behind him and just punched him on the side of the face. Well, that ensued a big brawl, and we all got in a fight, right? It was, it was I mean, cops are called in the whole nine yards, I mean, because it was just, you don't, you don't blind some, and you go, okay. 
Pastor, your point. Here it is, guys. Okay, so if you're ready for something, you're not going to be taken off guard. You're not going to be deceived. But if you're conditioned, then you don't know it's coming. And see, this is what, this is what, you, you, you've got to have, not us, but you've got to have a world that's conditioned so when the false Christ comes, they're going to, they're going to just, oh, yes, 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 please, please, yes, please, yes, please, and more. Okay? So that's the first thing that's happening. Now think about this. The second is war. So there's going to be wars. That's not new to us. There's always been wars. Okay? Then there's going to be famine. Mark this in your in your Bible somewhere, just that there were 13 major famines in the Bible. There's always been a famine, but but listen, the United States has always been in abundance of food. We've always had food. We've never, I mean, there's always been a great supply of food, but there's going to be a famine. And what I'm understanding, the way it works economically, say there's 250,000 people in Lubbock, Texas, there's only enough for 10% in the grocery store right now. So 25,000 people will get food. That means 225,000 will walk away with nothing. There will be nothing on the shelves. See, that trips us out, right? Because up until 2020, we had no, we've never saw that. But then all of a sudden, you walk down the toilet paper aisle and you're like, what happened to all that? What, what are they doing with this? Wow! And then you start walking the meat aisle, you start looking at the, at the, the pasta and the things that are easy made, and they're like, you're just like, and it scares you. Did it not scare you? It's like, that could happen fast. That could happen fast. Then we have death. That's the fourth seal. Then he says, I saw the fifth seal, which were the martyred saints. You go, what's a martyr? Nothing. What's a martyr with you? Okay, okay, Becky, did you get that? <laughs> Martyred are those that got killed in the tribulation, and they're the saints that are up uh, underneath. Okay, church is gone. Okay, then the sixth seal, guys, is an earthquake, a major earthquake. The sun became black, and we have massive destruction. Okay, so this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Then the seventh seal actually ushers in the new set of judgments, the seven trumpets. Okay, and you go, well, what was the, what was the first trumpet? Well, the first trumpet, guys, is, um, hail, okay, which was hail and fire mingled with blood. That was the trumpet judgment. Boom. Okay. Um, two, the second was a great mountain that was basically burning fire. So you have, what is a great mountain burning? It's a meteor, right, coming through. And it lands in the sea, and it kills everything in the sea. One-third of the whole sea is, is basically wiped out. Tsunamis, I mean, think about it. The, the fishing industry is done. Okay, everything, it's gone. It's gone. Okay, that's, that happens. It says the third was like a burning torch that killed the spring water. So not only do you have fresh water or the, or the, or this ocean water, now you have fresh water that's, you, you can't, you can't drink it. There's no fishing there. All of the grass and the trees are burnt up. Guys, we're no stranger to forest fires. We see them all the time. We'll see them in Colorado. We'll see them in New Mexico. You watch the news. You go, hey, they can't get control of this fire. Can you imagine if one third of the earth is burning? We don't have enough help. We don't have enough firefighters to contain that. You're like, wow. But then the fourth trumpet is darkness. 
I mean, this is not, I mean, I just, I don't understand what this is, but it's like, wow. The fifth is the bottomless pit where opened and these locust-like demons come out to torment people for five months. Then, if that's not enough, guys, the sixth was released four angels that kills one-third of mankind. You're just like, man. And then that was basically the seventh was going to release the bold judgments. Okay? So, can you imagine a world that's in a mess? All of a sudden, comes on the scene is a fella who has all the right answers, Robert. All the right answers. All the questions people are thinking. Okay? Now, you and I, let's be honest. We can't comprehend what this world would look like. We really can't. Chaos, evil, death, uh, smell, stench, uh, everything. And this guy comes on the scene and he says, "Um, I've got the answer. I've got the answer. So he's going to come and he's going to come preaching a gospel, if you will, of tolerance. And how the world needs to bend together. Okay? He's going to present some bold economic moves. He's going to be used to bring about a global peace plan. So once he gets himself into that place of power, then his true colors are going to be revealed. And you go, how so? Well, actually, it's just not going to be Mr. Nice Guy. Once he gets in power, there's going to be war. There's going to be conquest. He's going to be world domination. Okay? I want you to go back in your mind and think about when you used to watch cartoons as a little kid. Okay? You used to watch cartoons. Do you always remember it was good versus evil? And it seemed like as we progressed in age, um, it would always be somebody wanted to rule the world. Okay? The evil wanted to always... And even, and even now, some of the movies and the trailers, they want to they wanna rule the world. And the good guys come in and they win and so forth. But, but this guy's going to do that through world domination. Okay? How's that going to happen, Miss Eva? Let me tell you. You have to have a world that's already fractured. You have to have a world that's already hurting economically, socially. You got to have a world that's just, that's just looking and hungry for, for a savior. You're like, oh, you're, you're right. You're right. So this Antichrist comes on, right? And, and again, we just studied how he was going to put that all in to place. And then he comes in and he says, okay, now one of the things he was going to do in verse five of last week, it said he was going to speak things, great things and, and blasphemies against God. But people are still wise enough. Okay. Here's why. Listen to me. Even if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God says there's still eternity in your heart. So you can sit here and you could be the staunchest person going, I don't believe in God, 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 I don't believe in God. God has put that in you to where you know there is a God. You just do. And we can, we can try to convince ourselves there is no God, right? Don't, don't, we do, don't people go to great lengths to go, I don't believe there is a God? But we, we know because God put that in us. God put that in us, okay? So you're like, okay, Ben, I'm with you, I'm with you. And he's going to speak blasphemies against God and people are going to go, wait a minute, Okay? Well, who is this guy? Well, you remember, he's the Antichrist. And the word means, that the word anti is against, like anti, or instead of. So it's both. 
And, and the blasphemies that he's presenting here, guys, is not going to be cursings against God. God did this to you. He's not going to win people over by saying, God did this to you, because eventually he's going to claim to be God. So he's not going to shoot himself in the foot. He's going to go, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me just say this. Let me say this. Um, here's the message I want to preach. Listen to me, citizens of the world. Um, and he's going to propagate the original lie. Do you guys remember what that was? That was when Satan told Eve that she could eat of the forbidden fruit and that she would become like God. Like God. And she would become deity. And she would be godlike. That's what he's going to say. Listen to me, citizens. You don't need to serve some spirit in the sky that you can't see. If God is among us, then you are God. And everybody's going to go, yeah, I'm God. This is, again, think about it. Think about it. That message isn't far-fetched, is it? Because that's happening today. Guys, indications that Satan is on the move seeking to get his religious system in place, he knows that time is short. He knows that, right? And we have a lot of that going on. You are God. There's a lot of pastors, ministers that will say to the congregation, I am God. As they twist the scriptures around. There's a lot of pastors that say, you are God-like. See, Jesus, Robert, came in to live in you. And if Jesus is God, then you are God too. And, and they start doing this and we start believing it. And we often forget we are, say we, we are sinners saved by grace. We're messed up. And I thank God that he lives in me, but, but I, I'm not God. And I have more flesh-like qualities than God-like qualities. And I have to have a lot of work. The Holy Spirit has to live in me. Do you guys remember, it was a few years back, but Oprah Winfrey. If she, if she recommends a book, you guys know that it goes to, it automatically becomes a bestseller. Okay? Well, she recommended a book several years back. It was called Discover the Power Within You. Oh, you, you need to buy this book. Because in the book, the author says Jesus didn't come to teach how divine he was, but to teach us that divinity is with us, right, and is in us. And to claim that he was God would be pure egotism on his part, he says. There couldn't possibly be only one way to God. There are many diverse paths leading to what we call God. That's what the book is. That's the book she recommends. And so we have to be careful because there is a pattern of new age mysticism and all this talking about tolerance, right? Relativism. It doesn't matter what you believe, guys. Um, this is a lie that's going to be spreading here in the last days. As the Antichrist sets up his system to worship, everybody's going to go, yes, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. So... This evening, guys, we're going to talk about the third part of the unholy trinity, the third, okay? And he's going to introduce his monetary system. And I have entitled this message, Evil's Right-Hand Man Slash 
the false prophet, evil's right-hand men, okay? Now, listen, dictators usually acquire empires, how? By seemingly peaceful means. People often feel indebted to a dictator for bringing peace, and then they begin to worship him. So you got to be careful. Well, what's going to happen? Picking it up in verse 11. Notice what he says, guys. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that even fire, he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs in which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He is granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast shall both speak and cause many who would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is a number of men. The number is 666. Okay? Let's break it down. You guys ready? So he sits here and he says, I saw... Now, I want you to see this, guys. Open your Bibles. I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. Now, we're introduced to his spiritual front men. Another beast appears on the scene. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to circle that word for another Another, okay? And you want you to write next to it, it's A-L-L-O-S. A-L-L-O-S, okay? And you go, okay, so that's the Greek word. You go, Ben, what does it mean? Here's what it means, guys. It's another of the same kind. That's what the Greek word means, another of the same kind, okay? So the beast that we saw here in the first 11 verses, that is the who? Antichrist. This is another from the same. Okay, so one beast is going to come and deceive the world politically. This guy's going to come and deceive the world spiritually. Spiritually. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Right now, only 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview. Okay, so if we had 100 people in the church... Only six would go, oh, I see what's going on in the world, how it ties into the Bible, and how close we are. Six percent. Now, again, we don't want those people to be deceived spiritually, but we have to know and stand on the Word of God. Guys, we have to be reading the Word of God. We have to be understanding the Word of God. This is what, this is what we're here for. Because John says, I saw another beast, what, Alos, he says, came out of the earth. Do you guys see that? Now, to you and I, we go, okay, what do you mean came out of the earth? I don't know what that means. No, 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 listen. The beast comes from the land, and scripture often refers to the land, meaning Israel. When, when it's mentioned, it's Israel, which is, I find interesting. You go, why? Because some scholars believe that the beast, the, the, 
the false prophet will be of Jewish origin. It's like, wow. So you have the revived Roman Empire, you have the Antichrist, and now the false prophet is coming, but he's, he's, he, he could be Jewish in descent. I mean, he could be. Now, I'm standing over here because I don't know. The text does not explain it real well. I'm just giving you what I think, and then you can make up your own mind. You shouldn't be here, so you don't have to worry about it. But think about this. So this false prophet, guys, he's going to have two horns like a lamb. This speaks to the fact that he's going to seem meek and gentle, and he's going to speak with the authority of the dragon. But he's a dangerous fraud. In other words, he's like a dragon in sheep's clothing. Okay? So when the false prophet comes in, hello, everyone. Everybody's like, wow, I'm just here to bring peace. That's what he's saying. Now, notice that his authority is not political. Oh, I don't want anything to do politically, but spiritually. You see, his authority is going to be more docile. It's going to be more more palatable, I guess. You can swallow it a little bit better. Think about this for just a moment. Right now, um, when it comes to politics, we have... We have several, but the two major ones are Republicans and Democrats, and they seem to be fighting all the time, okay? And then you have some independents and so forth and so forth. But those are the fights. Those are fights. No, I'm Republican. No, I'm Democrat. You know, we, we have this discussion all the time, but the point of the matter is, is this one's going to go, hey, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to talk to you about spiritual things, spiritual things. And if you're taking note, guys, he's often called the false prophet. We're going to see that in Revelation 16, 13. You're going to see that in 19, 20, and then 20, verse 10. So, so we're going to see him come on the scene. This is it, okay? But what he does is he completes the unholy trinity, okay? The unholy trinity. Remember the word anti means instead of. And it's almost like anything God does, Satan wants to counterfeit. So if he has the holy, if he has the holy trinity, the Father, Son, and Spirit, he comes in and he wants to do that. If you are marked, Ephesians tells us that you are marked with the, with the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit lives inside you. You are marked. Well, he's going to give another mark, but he can't, he can't dwell inside people. So he has to give some other mark. Okay? So you have the dragon, who's the beast, that's Satan. Then you have the Antichrist, the beast coming out of the sea. And then you have another beast, which is the false prophet. This is the satanic trinity. Okay? This is what's going to be attacking the world here in the last half of the Great Tribulation. Okay? Now, we, guys, we have the Holy Trinity, known as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we see that often throughout the Bible. Now, let me just do this, okay? Because I don't always want to talk negative. Let me tell you what... Uh, what they do, who they are, okay? Who are they? Well, they are, guys, none other than God the Father, okay? Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is called the triune Godhead, made up of three different personalities, but completing one God, okay? In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, we hear him say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay, but, but three distinct personalities, three distinct. Um, 
Can you explain the Trinity? Not really. It's very hard to... There is so much so that people actually go, no, I don't believe in, in, in a Trinity. I don't believe in God the Father. And, and so... But, but it's very hard in, with my little finite brain to be able to say, okay, so you have three different personalities, but they're one. One God. One God. Well, what do they do? Well, God is our Father. We can call him Abba. We can call him Daddy. Okay? The Son, what does he do? He's come to point us to the Father. No one goes to the Father except through me. And then the Holy Spirit comes to point us to Jesus. That's how we got saved. By the Holy Spirit. Now, the work of the Holy Spirit is actually found in in John 16, verse 7. Let me share this with you. In John 16, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus is saying, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper, that's the Holy Spirit, the comforter, he will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, listen, if it was up to me, I would say, no, Jesus, don't leave. Set up your kingdom, just just be, just live here. We we need you because, no, 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 I got to go because then I can send the Holy Spirit and you need the comforter. You see, Jesus as a man, as God in the flesh, could not do everything the Holy Spirit could do. So as Jesus departs, the Holy Spirit comes down, and all of a sudden, people are getting saved. People are getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, guys, um, we're often, we often do this, okay? When we're baptizing, we baptize people in the water in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we often pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people have walked in front and gotten saved and said, yes, said a prayer. But they often fail as they walk out the door because they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit to help them overcome a lot of the things they were involved in. We need that Holy Spirit. We need to be praying for the Holy Spirit as he points us and he guides us. Okay? And so that's what he does. So, so we have, guys, we have the Holy Trinity. Well, contrast that to what the Antichrist is. He's going to have the Antichrist is going is to have the unholy Trinity. But he's going to cause the world to worship the dragon who is called the beast at that time. He's going to basically worship the false prophet. He's going to set up the world, guys, to worship the Antichrist. That's all he's ever wanted. He's wanted people to, he's wanted to be worshipped. I will be like Christ, he says. I will be like God. I will set my throne. It's what he's, God's like, no, I don't play. But now he's got a world that he's got their attention. He's got their attention. Back in the 80s, there was a big move. The rapture was really popular. There was a big move that UFOs were a lot of sighting. And in the 80s and 90s, it was like, okay. And what it was is they would explain that if a bunch of people were missing, that it would be aliens that just abducted them and took them away. And that sort of fizzled out, you know. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of sightings and so forth and so forth. But do you realize that today it's actually making a brand new appearance? Because how are you going to explain millions of people just disappeared? How are you going to explain that? How are you going to explain millions of people on the planet one second and then gone? 
Well, UFOs. It had to be a UFO. The mothership came and got them. Then I've heard Mother Earth. Mother Earth is going to spit them out. See, they weren't, they weren't uh, recycling. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't green enough. And so Mother Earth said, get out, and they spit us all out. It's, it's the rapture of the church. But unfortunately, listen, the enemy is using churches and pastors to not preach the rapture of the church. Well, what kind of system is he going to have? Well, look at verse 12 with me, guys. And he's going to exercise all authority of the first beast in his presence and cause, those, cause the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Remember he talked about that last week and it was a personal. It's like this guy's going to somehow pose a fake resurrection. Okay? And because of that, he's going to tell the world that they need to what? They need to worship him. And he's going to, but, but listen, listen to this, guys. He's going to give some pretty impressive miracles, okay? He's not just going to go, hey, I was really sick. I had a stomach ache. I thought I died there, but now I'm better. Worship me. That's not how it's going to go down. He's going to come down with some pretty impressive miracles that's going to give some credence to his claims, okay? The false prophet is going to bring a universal system of worship, which leads to the world and their worship or their exaltation of the first beast who was wounded. Guys, he's going to come with phony words, phony words. Although they seem heartless, he's going to give himself away when he speaks because hell speaks through him. Okay? And the world is going to follow. Why would the world follow him? Good question. Good question. Listen, because the world is becoming more spiritual. Listen to what I'm saying. Not more Christian, but becoming more spiritual. Okay? There's a thirst for spirituality to fill the void. Okay? So God put eternity in our hearts. We don't know how to fill it, nor do we want to fill it with Christ. And so we fill it with trying to be spiritual. I need to be spiritual. I need to find myself. I need to find who I really am. Well, I didn't know I was lost. Well, sometimes I'm lost, but I need to find, I just need to be more spiritual. If I can just do a little bit more meditation, just a little bit more, you know, that's what we need to do. And so if you watch any time, any YouTube videos, they'll always say, here, let me just, here's some things that you need to do. Meditate for 30 minutes. Meditate on what? Because when I think of meditation, it means I'm, I'm worshiping the Lord. But I don't know what, well, it's spiritual. It's spiritual. See, the world's going to follow him because, because guys, it's more, it's more spiritual. Why? Because you guys know this. You know this. You're smart. There's a longing in man's heart to have something to worship. We worship. And there's that longing. And so it's like, oh. The mind has a natural desire and a longing for the supernatural. It does. You go, Ben, what does that mean? We were made to worship. When God created you, Sarah, he created you to worship. To worship him. And when you get saved, you go, oh. And you find yourself when good things happen, praise the Lord. And I said that? Yeah, praise the Lord. It's amazing. I worship you. I worship. Or when things go, when you have a bad day and, and, and you're crying, you worship the Lord. You run to him because that's what fulfills your heart. 
Guys, listen to me. Worship for us is not singing and music and instruments. Worship is how we live every single day. Worship is getting up, thinking of our creator. Worship is going to bed, knowing our creator loves us. It's worship. It's worship. And when we fill ourselves with worship, guys, it's more than just a song. It's more than, oh, well, the words aren't on the screen. It's worship. And so the enemy looks at you, Robert, and says, I don't like him worshiping. So I'm going to come in and steal his joy. I'm going to throw some things at him that make him really super bummed. Anybody? Did anybody happen to you this week? Anybody? Just me? Okay, just me. You know, just, it, was, it, was, it was just me because it was like... Phew. Guys, it's, 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 wow. Ben, 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 listen, what do I do? What do I do? I mean, how does this apply to me today? Well, the first thing we need to do, first thing we need to do as application, 1 Thessalonians 5.12 says, test all things and hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Okay. Here's my challenge to you, and I don't know if you would hear this anyone else. I'm not sure. I hope so. But as your pastor, test me. Don't just take what I say and go, oh, that was great, Pastor Ben. Go home, because the second thing is like Acts 17.11, where it says, and these were more fair-minded Bereans than all in Thessalonica, and they received the word with readiness, searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So you're looking through, okay, what Pastor Ben said. Now, here's the point. There's times when I'm behind the pulpit because this is the holy place of God, preaching the word of God. But if there's something I don't know, I'll go, I don't know. But that's just what we have to do. We have to test everything. There you are sitting in your lazy boy recliner and you're having a good time. You've got a bag of Doritos on you, not, right? And you're just enjoying. You're flipping through the uh, stations. You come across a Christian station. You see a guy preaching on TV. You should already know, hey, I've got a, okay. Don't just, you don't just take it. Oh, wow, he said that I need to tie a, a red ribbon around my finger and that God is going to heal all of my... Really? Or you're sitting at home and you hear a knock on the door. Hello, can we talk to you about Jesus? Absolutely, come on in, tell me about... Well, here's the thing, and they started telling me, and you go, okay, but hold on, show me where it says in here. Well, no, we, we, we have a different... But no, 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 no. Listen, if, if it's not in here, I don't want any part of it. But if you got something in here that I'm missing, I want all of it. I want all that God has for me. Wow. You see, it's not only those that are trying to deceive us. It's people who, who don't understand Scripture, and they'll come in and try to tell you, this is, what, this is what you should be doing. Well, show me in here where it says. Show me in here. Back in our text, guys, verse 13. He performs, this guy's going to perform great signs. He performs great signs so that even, notice what, this guy's, this checks this out. He even makes fire come down from heaven in the sight of men. Could you imagine? You want, you know how popular this church would be and how popular I would be if I could call fire down from heaven? Listen, come to Calvary Chapel, watch this. Okay, this guy has something to say. That's what he's going to do. You see the word there, guys, if you're taking note, he's going to do great signs, but when it says make fire come down, it gives a term of lightning. He's a, this guy's going to be able to call lightning down from heaven. And, I mean, you talk about authenticating his ministry. Do what I say, or what? 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Just don't toast me. You know, I mean, I don't... Watch where you point that thing. Woo! <sighs> but think about this, guys. This is going to be during a time when they're very vulnerable at the peak of their desperation, and they're going to believe anything. Anything. Okay? So somehow the beast is going to be able to cause lightning to come down on earth when he wants to. And it's going to be pretty crazy stuff. And look at verse 14. And he deceives those who dwell on earth by those signs which was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast and is wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted to give the, what, to give breath to an image of the beast. That image of the beast should be to both speak and cause many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? There, there, there he is going, hey, uh, um, you need to worship this, this image. No, no, no. Um, think about what's happening here, guys. Think about what's happening. Okay, you and I, we're gone. We're out of here. Can I get an amen? We're out of here. Amen. We're out of here. Amen. We're, we're with Jesus. Amen. We're having the great fiesta in the sky, the marriage supper of the Lamb. No calories in heaven. It's going to be amazing. Okay? But down here is all crazy. Okay, and, and, and here's what he's doing. He's going to make this image of the beast, and somehow he's going to give life to it. And when people see it, they're going to actually cheer, ah, exalt, and worship. And he's going to use miracles to do this. He's going to use miracles to do it. Now, let me, can, I, can I give you a word of caution? Can I give you a word of caution? You go, what's that? The reason I mentioned this is because Satan, I believe, has the power to do certain miracles. Okay? At the hands of the false prophet on earth, at, at the time, we're going to see a, a pretty impressive miracles. That's why we must always be careful not to get caught up looking for miracles or following after signs and wonders. Okay? There are churches whose whole ministry is based upon signs and wonders. There are churches that the pastor walks around with a poisonous snake. Because the word says, you know, if they're bit, they're not going to die until this one pastor got bit and they had to take him, YouTube had to take him to the hospital. We don't follow signs and wonders, guys. We, we follow the foundation of the word of God. And even if somebody came today that was like, watch this, we would say, no, no, we, we're going to stay with this. Well, no, 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 listen, listen, church, don't believe this. Follow me. I can, I can turn water into wine. I can make bread out of stones. I can call lightning down. What do you say, church? No, we follow the word of God. Right here, Genesis to Revelation. We need to know it. We need to have our foundation on this, guys. Because Satan is going to be able to do that. Satan's going to be able to do this. So now we have this, this what? We have this world political system in place. That's happening. Okay? It's happening even today. And so now, now you have this world, world religion because the spiritual proudness is coming up. And that's going to be headed up by the false, what? by the false prophet. 
And he's going to use miracles to, uh, to incite the world to, to what? One reason. Get him to worship the beast. That's all. Get him to worship. The third aspect of this counterfeit oneness is basically he's going to discuss, or we're going to talk about here, how he's going to set up the world monetary system that the Antichrist is going to use. Okay? So... Stay with me, okay? I'm almost done. Stay with me. I'm talking as fast as I can. Um, COVID hits. We have no idea what it's about. We're staying home, okay? People are essential. They're going to work, but they're not dying. Some are, and we understand. We're trying to figure all this out. Then we come up with with a vaccine, and let's get a vaccine, and, and it's not FDA approved, but we'll get the vaccine and so forth, right? And then people were coming up going, no, it's the mark of the beast. Don't, 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 don't get the vaccine. Oh, and, and but we're not in, in, in what? We're not in Revelation 13. We're not, we haven't seen all of that happen yet, okay? So let me tell you this about the vaccine. Whether you get it or you don't get it, don't let it divide us. We're still brothers and sisters in the Lord. And don't judge each other. Somebody goes, I'm not getting it. You don't go, oh, you got to Or somebody says, I got it. Go, praise God, amen. Don't let it divide us. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to divide us. But the vaccine for COVID-19 and whatever else is going to come down the pike is not the mark of the beast. Here's the mark of the beast, okay? Look, he's going to cause, look at that word, guys, verse 16. He causes, do you guys see that? All, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand or on their forehead. Your attention, please. That word cause right there, you need to make sure. You go, why? Because the word cause is not a suggestion. He's not saying, lend us for your own good. Maybe you should think about it. I'm going to strongly urge you to get it. This word here means you won't have a choice. They say, you need to get this or you will die. What's your choice? Now, now listen to me. Listen to me. Okay? Um, Listen. It's really simple. Okay? It it really is simple. Okay? Listen, you can get this. um, Mark. Or you can die your choice. You can go free. You can buy. You can sell. You can live your life as, help me, what's that word, guys? Normal as possible. But if you refuse this, Becky, I'm going to have to kill you. That's, that's, that's the word. That's the word. You're not, you don't have a choice. There's not going to be like, well, 50% of the United States and the world has gotten the mark, but the other 50 are kind of holding out, seeing what's happening. There's, he's going, no, 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 listen. Here's what he says. Think about it, guys. He says who? Both small and great, okay? Rich, poor, doesn't matter. Free, slave. And they're going to receive a mark where? On the right hand or their forehead, okay? Why? That no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Okay? Here's what freaks people out. They get a license plate and it says da 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 666. No! Ah! 
right? You go to the store, swipe, swipe, swipe. Your total is 666. No, let me buy a piece of candy. I don't want that number. That's not what he's talking about. We freak out because we go, no, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want the mark. But what I want you to see is that in three and a half years, in the midst of the tribulation, everyone is going to have to take the mark or you will die. Everyone. And then he's going to have a system to where everyone receives a mark on their forehead or the right hand and they won't be able to, what, buy or sell. Now, why the right hand or the forehead? Because, okay, let me just, ah, I've got so much to say. Okay. If you get the vaccine, you get a little card. It says you've got the vaccine. So if you go online and you say that, that you know that it's against the law now for you to possess a card, a vaccine card, that's false. Okay? So you, because you, what, what did people think? Well, I don't want to get the vaccine, but I don't, I want to be able to fly. I want to be able to do stuff. I want to be able to go to concerts. So I'll just, I'll fake my own vaccine card. Here it is. Who's going to know? Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Okay? So I think in the same way, if there's a mark, a chip, something in your hand, okay, man is going to try to find a way to falsify this. Okay? So I don't know if they'll cut somebody else's hand who's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, that dude's dead. <laughs> and they'll walk in the store to get what, I mean, I don't know. So maybe they have to put it in the forehead. I don't know. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Here's where conditioning comes in. Nathalie pointed this out. What's the first thing that happened during the COVID? We started checking fevers, didn't we? What do we use? Beep. It, it Automatic. Beep. Okay, you're good. Again, you can even get a haircut without going to the barber. The barber would check me, like, you know, put an IV, make sure I was, before you even put, you know, you're just like, I'm good, Right? But they use that. And I don't know if that's just, then you keep using that current. I'm just giving, I'm over here. I'm just telling you. I want you to think. I want you to think. Okay? But it's a cashless society. It's a cashless society. Now, listen, I talked to a, I talked to a, a banker yesterday. Okay? Talked to a banker. When checks came out that you had to use your thumbprint, they had to have a thumbprint, they, people freaked out. They're like, no, no, you're going to use my thumbprint. Do you remember that? Just for checks. He says, now, guys, we don't even, we have our phones. We could pay for everything with our phone. You don't even need your wallet anymore. You just go over there and beep, done. And then I'm talking to Mike and Mike, and they're telling me about cryptocurrency. Guys, cryptocurrency right now is on the table. It's a digital currency. And I'm like, I don't understand it all, but I'm like, well, how is it backed up? Well, how's the money? Well, who owns it? How much is it? Tell me about it. And they're like telling me, they're telling me all of this cryptocurrency, which means, guys, that there will be no more cash. And there probably won't be a debit card. There'll have to be an account somehow tied to you so that you can, and so your government checks will go to that account. Ava's going like this, yeah. It, 
Yeah, your family's in, into the, a little of that, of that, right? And, and, so, and so right now you go, well, is it, is it happening now? No, we're being set up right now. And I asked Mike, I said, Mike, what do you think? Like, how long? And he goes, you know what? It changes daily. I mean, this could, this could go like in, because I'm thinking, well, if we don't have this cryptocurrency, let me see, in relation to the Bible, maybe we're a year or two or three out. I don't, I said it could happen, right? It could happen. Boom. So all that cash you have hidden in your sock drawer, nobody knows about, <laughs> it's not going to be worth anything. Yeah. And that's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do, guys. That's what he's going to do. Now, listen, I don't have time, but I have a list. I have a list of why we should go into a cashless society. Banks have been pushing this for years because it costs them 60 cents to process a check. But if it's a transaction, it costs them two cents. So, of course, they don't, they don't really want to do checks anymore. They actually make it kind of hard. Well, let's see. If you if your balance drops between one cent and fifteen cents, we're going to charge you know. And you're like, okay, okay. We got to close. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Lord. There's so much more. Um, it's real, Lord. It's real, and it's happening. It's, so, it's exciting, Lord Jesus. It's exciting to think that we're on the verge, Lord. of seeing your return. With that, I say, please forgive us, Lord. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us for being selfish. Forgive us for, Lord, just all those things, God. Let us be reminded, Lord, not to look for the Antichrist, but to look for Jesus Christ. Lord, I've given them a lot of information, but may, may we take... Um, May we take away just great application, Lord, that you're still God and that you love us very much and that you, you desire that no one perishes. And so you sent your son to die on the cross. And if we'll open up our heart, God, we'll be saved. But, Lord, we need more than just making you um, Savior. Many of us need to make you Lord to come in and take over, to do a miracle. And so with every eye closed and every head bowed, maybe in the quietness of your heart, you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I, I just want to repent. I'm going to follow you, God. I love you. Lord, help me to be a good witness at work. Help me to share the love of Jesus with people I don't know. Help me to honor them and to love you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.